0: If our school hallways, staff rooms, offices, and classrooms could speak, what would they say? Would they tell of the injustices against dark bodies, or of the conversations in staff rooms that paint dark children and their families with deficit language? Would they speak of the tears that fell from dark eyes as they tried to defend themselves against the wrong they hadn't committed? Or tell of the white gaze that surveyed their every move as they traveled between classes or on the schoolyard? When I think about all it took to survive the education system and all it still takes for black children to survive in our schools, it is deeply disturbing. The deficit lens through which our children are viewed not only stunts their academic progress, but murders their spirit. This happens when educators perpetuate ideologies that depict the homes of families and knowledges of black children as inadequate, while ignoring how intersecting systems of oppression inform nuanced experiences in black communities. This also happens when educators uphold systemic oppression to deny academic access, for example, by disproportionately streaming black children into special education classes, while at the same time attempting to snuff out black children's joy. In the lecture, Dr. ABC discussed how education is anchored in white rage. The education system has a deliberate agenda of anti-Blackness that aims to thwart educational progress for Black children, as well as professional growth opportunities for educators. As long as the achievement gap for both children and professionals alike remain wide enough to maintain the status quo, then all is well. So how can Black children and educators survive against a backlash of white rage And how can we stand in the gap to ensure survival and thriving? How do we show up for work each day to do the work of anti-racist abolitionist abolitionist teaching as our whole selves? Bettina Love said, education is one of the primary tools used to maintain white supremacy and anti-immigrant hate. I'm thinking about how I can resist using my platform to reinforce white supremacy and its values and I'm imagining that it requires deep reflection on who I am as a black educator and how that identity informs the work I do so that I do not perpetuate harming black students or any student for that matter. I am considering to what extent my values are truly representative of what I believe and to what extent they have been influenced by Eurocentric values. I'm also considering how I have imposed those values on students without interrogating how they came to be. I'm thinking a lot about self-emancipation as a process as opposed to an event. Considering the many years of indoctrination in a system built on white supremacy and the ways in which I have been complicit in this system, in my aspiration to whiteness, how would it be possible to find myself instantly emancipated rather i believe self-emancipation will require time to unlearn the lies embedded in systems of oppression and an understanding of how society is structured to murder dark bodies and spirits while building wealth from their suffering Self-emancipation necessitates that as a Black educator, I engage in reflective practice to ensure I do not contribute to the reproduction of anti-Blackness in our classrooms or any other form of oppression. To think that I can liberate the minds and spirits of marginalized students without first being liberated myself is truly an unrealistic Expectation Redemption songs all I ever redemption songs these songs of freedom songs of freedom